0: December 1st, 2022 at 12.05 p.m. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Everybody's Got a Story. I'm glad you're here. Okay, y'all. So I'm going to open with a James Baldwin quote. James Baldwin is uh, an American writer, poet, artist, advocate, or I should say activist. And the quote does go, To be a Negro in this country and to be relatively conscious is to be in a state of rage almost, almost all of the time and in one's work, end quote. So, as usual, I was in one of my deep, 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 deep thoughts. And after I thought about everything I was thinking about, as usual, I was like, you know what, this will be great to talk about. Um... To get other people's opinions on it to just to kind of you know to feed you guys to give you some some mental soul food right and as i was about to record it james baldwin's quote popped in my head that quote that i just read and i wanted to make sure that i gave you guys the exact right quote so i googled it to make sure that i got the words correct And when I did, I saw that James Baldwin, today, December 1st, is actually the date of James Baldwin's passing. He passed in France. And I said to myself, that is not a coincidence, baby. I didn't know the date that James Baldwin died. But everything that I was thinking about, I guess, was in alignment with what he used to think about. And so everything just went into alignment, I guess. Maybe that was James's way of saying yeah, Shonda. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then when I looked at where he passed, I was like, Jack, James was in Paris, child. James was in France. I guess he said, forget this damn America, okay? I'm enraged. I'm going somewhere else, okay? <laughs> but on a serious tip, what I was thinking about was the the state of our country, the state of America. Then I started thinking about the continent of Africa and the things that are currently going on over there as well. And like James Baldwin said, you know, to be consciously aware when you look at certain things that's happening in uh, certain countries in Africa, uh, because you can see, because a lot of things are on YouTube now. People are putting up a lot of videos of um, things that's happening over in Africa, and so, you can kind of compare and contrast what's going on in America. And in my mind, I was like, geez, like, like the same game, the same game. And like a lot of folks say, you know, if it ain't broke, why fix it, right? The same game is being played to colonize and weaponize a people against each other. The same game of, you know, marrying into black families like you know, Native American families were married into in order to gain access to people's wealth and land and all for the sake of colonizing, all for the sake of dividing and conquering, all for the sake of money and power. It's the same game. It doesn't change. And in my mind, I was like, you know what? I see now more than ever why, you know, a lot of people of color, why, um, especially a lot of people of color that have power and influence, I was like, I see now why a lot of people of color just like, you know, we're just gonna play the game too. You know, the saying, if you can't beat them, join them. Yeah, I, I see why some people of color who have power and influence, why they choose to just join them. Because so many people of color, you know, are not awakening and if they are they're not doing anything they're not taking power back you know and I don't know if it's because of fear I don't know if it's because of the serious mental conditioning I don't know if it's laziness or is it just because there is no savage beast within which is interesting because I'd like to break down that savage beast because a lot of people of color can be savage beasts against their own people. A lot of people of color can manipulate their own people, can kill their own people, can lie, cheat, and steal from their own people, even hate their own people, hate with a vengeance, baby, and will bully them and will work against them behind their back in order to take them down or take them completely out you know how they say how the oj said smiling in your face all the time they want to take your place the backstabbers backstabbers i was about to really get into my groove and really saying i had to stop myself (laughs) y'all But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very real thing. So with regards to being savage beasts, because you know, we all have an animal, animalistic instinct in us, right? It's interesting how we can be that way towards our own. You know, there's a game that's played where certain people of color are chosen or handpicked to put on a pedestal, to be glorified, to be idolized, to be made rich and famous. And that usually causes a lot of jealousy and envy. And a lot of times that jealousy and envy comes from one's own people. Sometimes it's done as a strategy to cause jealousy and envy and divisiveness amongst people of color. Because as long as we're distracted hating on one another being jealous and envious of one another trying to figure out how we can get or take from our own we're not paying attention to the ones that are actually working behind our backs to do it it's like the news the media right propaganda you make a lot of noise in the media so that you're focused on all of the noise but no one is focused on what's being done behind the noise behind the scenes it's kind of like that and we just don't catch on to the game we don't look deeper we don't read between the lines so again I wholeheartedly understand people that just choose To play the game. I wholeheartedly understand those that choose to join them if they feel they can't beat them. You preserve yourself, you preserve your people to a certain extent. Sometimes you don't. Like I said, it's a game. Some people just say F it and they choose to live good while on earth. I get it to a certain extent because if you you know, you may feel like, you know, if, if we don't, we'll be all out here alone because our people won't take a stand, won't stand up, right? I just saw a YouTube video where a police officer was caught on a videotape audio talking to another police officer about the purge, the purge of black people. He basically said that we're in a civil war and the plan is to wipe the motherfuckers out. Black people, he's speaking about. And he said, and by wiping out as many as we can, we should be able to set them back about four or five generations. And then he went forward to say, because if we don't, we won't have a place to raise our kids. And I said, what does he mean we won't have a place to raise our kids? Isn't this earth? Isn't this Mother Earth? Isn't it nothing but space and opportunity everywhere? Especially for. Uh, non people of color which those police officers are so I wasn't understanding why he would say that they would have no place to raise their kids if they didn't kill black people so one of the uh, workers or employees heard the audio and when she heard the audio she immediately she made it public Now, of course, the police department tried to hold on to that tape and tried to not release it, but then attorneys got involved and forced them to release it. And that, you guys, is the thinking of probably a lot of police officers and a lot of police departments all across the nation in America. Purge black people, set them back four, five, six generations so they can remain in power? What are they so afraid of? See, that's the savage I'm talking about, y'all. That's the beast that some of those folks let out of them in order to work to attain power and control within this country and around the world. Just look at Russia. Look how they just invaded Ukraine and was started taking folks out. That was savage. You know, that police officer spoke about us being in a civil war, but it must be a silent civil war right now. Because a lot of folks aren't talking about a civil war. But if they were to announce it like that all across the news media outlets, that would alert a lot of people like, oh, we in the civil war? Oh, I guess we need to prepare ourselves. But they don't want people to prepare themselves. They want to catch people off guard. That's the point. I guess that's why San Francisco just passed a law allowing Robocops to take place on the streets that way you can't fault a robot for killing people right it wasn't a human right it's easy to say oh it was an accident or it malfunctioned right wrong because somebody has to program the robot robots are programmed to for certain commands and if you program a robot to kill someone if they are this color what exactly do you think is going to happen? This is absolute craziness, y'all. And then on the, on the audio, the cop had the nerve to say, you know, we, we'll we we'll take out, you know, the, the bad ones. But the good ones, we'll leave them alone and let them go be in their little neighborhoods and their little communities, you know. As long as they don't come and mess with me and mine, they stay over there in their little communities, the good ones. And I said, well, how do I wonder how they di- differentiate between good black people and bad black people. Because a lot of black people that they kill are innocent. So how do they differentiate between the good ones and the bad ones? What's the scale? Sounds like a lot of inside information that we don't know about that would be helpful to know about. And I know all white people are not like this. And I understand how some white people could be on edge about it, right? Cause they're like, hey, 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 we don't think like that. Don't target us, we're not like that, right? I saw this white guy on TikTok Um, admit. He was like, hey, I grew up in um, a home with white supremacists. You know, I grew up around KKK members. And, you know, when we talked about, you know, black people, all we talked about was slavery and lynching and, and stuff like that. And he was like, you know, and I thought that I'm like, wow, well, black people are still mad about slavery and lynching. And that was that long ago. Like, why are they still angry? So he said in his mind, he felt like he had to be on guard or be racist because he felt like black people hated him because of slavery and lynching. Then he said, you know, I discovered through TikTok videos that it's black people aren't just upset about slavery and lynchings. He said it's still going on today, but it's just systematic uh, racism. What do you say? Systemic racism. He said through institutions and things like that, through practices, he said it's carried out. He was like, but I didn't know that I didn't know that it was still being carried out in that way. I thought like, I was just looking for, well, we're, well, we're not doing slavery anymore. And, and we don't, I don't see people hanging from trees like they used to back in the day. So why are black people so mad? Why do they hate me? This white man was being conditioned to thinking that all black people hated him because of things that happened in the past, because he didn't realize that what happened in the past was just transformed into a different way. Of being and carried out through other channels through other forms and when he realized that it blew his mind you could see it all in his face and then all he said was you know what white people we need to really listen we need to stop talking and we need to listen to these people when they're talking to us about what is going on He's like, because I had no idea. And he said, and I feel bad. I don't wanna be out here hating people or having people hate me. He said, I want everybody to get along. And I agree with him. And I understand. That's why I said, I know not all white people are like that. Not all white people are racist. Not all white people have a plan to kill black people or to lock them up or to rip their family members away from them. So my question is what are racists gonna do when more white people start standing up against them and pushing back against them in defense of people of color. I guess they'll just be called nigger lovers and they'll be killed too. Wouldn't it be easier just to figure out how to work together as opposed to just doing all this bloodshed? Or is the bloodshed not a problem because motherfuckers be harvesting organs and shit anyway and taking blood, what they call it, adrenochrome or whatever, and, 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 and harvesting organs and thinking that if they eat, you know, people of color or, or drink their blood or whatever, they're going to gain youth in because of the, you know, that's crazy. To me, that's craziness because I have seen some people who said that they drink the blood of, of people of color and they still come some for youth and they look old as shit. Like it don't even look like it's working, and they walking around, got their skin tan and shit. <laughs> I don't know if it's makeup or if they actually went to the tanning booth, but they walking around with their skin tan and their hair hair sprayed back and shit, thinking they looking cool and fly and wrinkled in a motherfucker. Somebody got to tell them it ain't working. It ain't working, and it, 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 it's not going to work. They need to stop. They need to stop. They some real life vampires out here in the street. They need to stop. Yes. Melanin is the fountain of youth yes it is but you know what else is the fountain of youth Happiness is the fountain of youth Laughter is the fountain of youth Eating healthy is the fountain of youth Drinking lots of water is the fountain of youth Exercising is the fountain of youth Love unconditional love is the fountain of youth Family is the fountain of youth Purpose and passion is the fountain of youth, baby. People look at me and they're shocked when I tell them my age. Now, one might say, well, Shonda, you can't talk about age and stuff like that because look at you, you're a person of color. We know people of color naturally look young, so you can't say nothing. Yeah, but when I tell people my age versus what they think my age is, their jaws drop to the ground. And then when I tell them, if I tell them all of the shit that I go through, all of the shit that I've been through, all of the things that has happened to me, all of the people who try to rail against me to take me down, to dim my light, to put my light out. And I still look the way I look. I don't look like what I've been through. And they ask how you do it because you should look stressed out, depressed, probably in a straight jacket and a mental ward some damn way everything that I just said is the fountain of youth. That's it. That's it. So if more people would adopt a lot of those things in their lives, they'll have the fountain of youth. And it don't matter what color you are. It don't matter. Nature too. Nature is also the fountain of youth. Walk through the forest, wade through the salt ocean, embrace God's creations, 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 creatures around you. Be grateful and be thankful for what you got. You may not have a car at all. Hey, hey, diamond in a back sun rooftop. <laughs> Hit in the sea where the cakes to lean. Ooh, ooh, hey, okay. I know I mangled them words up. I'm sorry, Curtis Mayfield. <laughs> That's my jam, y'all. <laughs> You see, I'm laughing, smiling from ear to ear right now. Hey, it keeps me young. But what do y'all think? I'd appreciate your comments and your feedback. Thank you for listening, y'all. Sorry, this was another long one, but I had to get it out. And I will speak with you in the next episode. Bye.